0: He is risen.
1: The Lord is risen indeed.
2: This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
2: O God, make speed to save us.
1: O Lord, make haste to help us.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
2: The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him, For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 86 is on page 447. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, and hear me, for I am poor and in misery.
1: Preserve thou my soul, for I am holy. My God, save thy servant, that put thy trust in me.
2: Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I will call daily upon thee.
1: Comfort the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul.
2: For thou, Lord, art good and gracious, and of great mercy unto all them that call upon thee.
1: GIVE EAR, LORD, UNTO MY PRAYER, AND PONDER THE VOICE OF MY HUMBLE DESIRES.
2: IN THE TIME OF MY TROUBLE I WILL CALL UPON THEE, FOR THOU HEAREST ME.
1: AMONG THE GODS THERE IS NONE LIKE UNTO THEE. O LORD, THERE IS NONE, NOT ONE, THAT CAN DOEST AS THOU DOEST.
2: ALL NATIONS WHOM THOU HAST MADE SHALL COME AND WORSHIP THEE, O LORD, AND SHALL GLORIFY THY NAME.
1: FOR THOU ART GREAT, AND DOEST wondrous THINGS. Thou art God alone.
2: Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. O knit my heart unto thee, that I may fear th- thy name.
1: I will thank thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will praise thy name for evermore.
2: For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the nethermost hell.
1: O God, thou proud art risen against me, and the congregation of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before their eyes.
2: But thou, O Lord God, art full of compassion and mercy, long suffering, plenteous in goodness and truth.
1: O turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, give thy strength unto thy servant and help the son of thy man- handmaiden.
2: Show some token upon me for good that they who hate me may see it, and be ashamed, because Thou, Lord, hast helped in me and comforted me.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Here
3: beginneth the 28th chapter of Exodus. Now take Aaron your brother and his sons with them, from among the children of Israel, that he may minister to me as priest, Aaron and Aaron's sons, Naab, Abihu, Elzenar, and Ithamar. And ye, you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for glory and for beauty. So shall, so you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an afad, a robe, a skillfully woven tunic, a turban, and a a sash. So they shall make holy garments from, for Aaron, your brother, and his sons and that he may minister to me as priest. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on the breastplate of judgment over his heart when he goes into the holy place as a memorial before the Lord continually. And you shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Aram and the Thurmanian. And they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. So Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. You shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue. There shall be an opening for his head in the middle of it. It shall have a woven binding all around its opening. Like the opening in a coat of, ma- of mail, so that it does not tear. And upon its hem you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet, all around its hem, and bells of gold between them all around. A golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate, upon the hem of the robe all around. And it shall be upon Aaron, when he ministers, and its its sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, that he may not die. You shall also gold and engrave on it, like the engraving of a signet. Holiness to the Lord. And you shall put it on a blue cord, that it may be on the uh, turban, it shall be on the front of the turban, so shall so it shall be on Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel hallow in all their holy gifts, and it shall always be on his forehead, that they may accept that they may be accepted before the Lord.
2: thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine heritage. Govern them, and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be
0: confounded.
3: Here beginneth the 10th chapter of Paul's, St. Paul's epistle to the Hebrews. <clears throat> For the law having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never have, I can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For... Then would they not have ceased to be offered, for the worshippers once purified would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins, therefore... When he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written to me to do your will, O God." previously saying sacrifice and offering burnt offerings and offerings of sin you did not desire nor have pleasure in them which are offered according to the law then he said <clears throat> behold i have come to do your will o god he takes away the first that he may establish the second by what by that will We have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered uh, one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Here endeth the second lesson.
2: Ignatius Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, O God, may clean our hearts within us.
1: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
2: Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord.
1: Amen. Good
4: morning to all. Our uh, lessons today, as we've <clears throat> gone through Exodus and Hebrews, they sort of match up the ordinances of worship that are instituted on Mount Sinai in Exodus with the passages in Hebrews which describe how Christ has fulfilled those um, Sinai ordinances. So in Exodus today, we have all of the garments ordained for or appointed for Aaron and his ministry to bear the children of Israel as he goes into the Holy of Holies in the temple. That was the place behind the curtain and um, how he bore them on his breastplate, the 12 tribes as an intercessor to go in and and bring forgiveness of sins. We get kind of the inadequacy of it when it's, you know, there's some fear that Aaron himself, if he doesn't do it just right, he himself might die. And we know that from the Exodus narrative that his sons, uh, when they take over, don't do it quite right, and they do die. um, So that there's there's something about this that is still not completed. And um, that's kind of the point of the covenant. There's this arrangement that has some provisional um, way that Israel can come and live in, in, in some kind of relationship with God, but it doesn't really complete the reconciliation with God. And at the end of the Old Testament, when Israel does not is not faithful to this covenant arrangement, it ends up in a severing of that relationship. So Hebrews describes how Christ, as the priest who fulfills the type of Aaron, um, takes his perfect sacrifice not into the Holy of Holies in the Jerusalem temple, but into the Holy of Holies into heaven itself, and, and this would really be an image of the, you know, the, it happens on Good Friday in the sense that his temporal, his his sacrifice offered in the temporal sphere on, on the cross. Um, but it's really maybe in the upcoming feast of the ascension when he ascends into heaven and now he, <clears throat> he stands, he exists before the throne of God with our glorified humanity as the perfect sacrifice continually. And so our worship now is not the inadequate worship of the old covenant where we provisionally can come in and get our sins forgiven, but there's always a tenuous nature of it. And it's always temporal. That's what our epistle lesson was saying, that every sacrifice of the Old Testament, so you had a day of atonement and you offered the bulls and goats and you sprinkled everything with the blood and you were all forgiven. That was great until tomorrow because that, Took care of the sins of the last year but not the sins of the coming year you needed a new sacrifice to that animal in a provisional way only took care of what was there then but christ because he lives on this is the image of um revelation chapter five where saint john sees the lamb as though it had been slain that is the sacrificial lamb before the throne of god that has the sacrifice, but he is alive. And so it has a perpetual efficacy um, to forgive sins. It doesn't need to be offered again because he's always there. He ever lives, in the words of Hebrews, to make intercession for us. And so we live now in this, and this is the new covenant that's replaced the old, uh, uh, the need of repeated sacrifices, the new now, we live in this relationship. And even when we come here for the morning office, we come to God, the Father, through the Son, you know, in the Spirit, and and we live in this relationship. And it's an interesting thing here that to to note that the the relationship factor is really significant because um, the idea is that our sins are forgiven. That is to say, all of our sins are forgiven. In a sense, that would include the present, the past, and the future. But we. When we come to our prayer and offer confessions, um, the, thing, the way we drift away from God's will, the way we, we, we get distracted and, and fall into temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, what they do is they subtly impact our relationship with God. They, they cause us to drift away. So the point is not that God is like, oh, you did this sin, now you're out of relationship, now you're forgiven, now you're in. We live in a perpetual relationship. But, like children with parents, the more we live in the will of the Father, the closer that relationship is. So, our attentiveness to forgiveness, why we make good confessions and why this is important, is in in a subtle way it's not that God rejects us, but our sins kind of cause us to drift away from that closeness of communion, and so we confess to be drawn back and to live each day in that close relationship with god and this is the the real um, the real um, reason that we should not we should seek to not sin is that we don't want to live in that in that place outside of relationship with God. We remove ourselves and so we want to stay here because when we when we fall into that place of guilt and separation it's 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 not a good place and so this is why we daily confess and we we're attentive to what is it that, that stands in the way of that close communion with God? But it's a completed thing. We live in a relational space. It's not a the The metaphor is family now. And when we experience a consequence for our wrongdoing, it's like, as Hebrews will say, a father chastising his children, but not disowning his children. So we experience that and we learn, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's not, but we but this is the relationship we live in. And it's it because Christ has, has fulfilled the Old Testament and brought us into this continuous relationship with him. And that's really the motivation of the life for prayer. And it's very important psychologically. Some people think, well, I got to say my prayers or I got to do this so I can be a good person and God will accept me. It's a completely wrong theology. Um, The reason to come to prayer and to live a life for prayer is to live in that space of union, communion with God. And any good we do will only come out that prayer it'll be the fruit of our prayer so we go out in the world today to do the good and we tend to drift and so we come back to our prayer to renew our union renew our forgiveness and then go out again as witnesses it's not working to attain something we don't have but it's through prayer living in that relationship so our lives then bear witness to to the reality of what we what we are uh, in christ through the spirit so a few thoughts about today's lessons
0: together the intercession
2: accept o lord our intercessions for all mankind let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue
0: COMFORT AND RELIEVE THEM ACCORDING TO THEIR SEVERAL NECESSITIES.
2: HAVE MERCY UPON THE FAITHFUL DEPARTED, AND GRANT THEM AN ENTRANCE INTO THE LAND OF LIGHT AND JOY, IN THE FELLOWSHIP OF THY SAINTS. FOR HIS SAKE WHO WENT ABOUT DOING GOOD, THY SON OUR SAVIOR, JESUS CHRIST. AMEN. GENERAL THANKSGIVING. ALMIGHTY GOD, FATHER OF ALL MERCIES, WE THINE UNWORTHY SERVANTS DO GIVE THEE MOST HUMBLE AND HEARTY THANKS for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. and by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, um, Barb and Ed, and it's good to be uh, living a life of prayer with all of you. Have a great day. Thank you. Indeed,
0: bye thanks everybody. staying
2: thank
0: Thanks for just going to do it. Bye again. Have a good day, everybody.